Why are UFOs top secret? With expert Bob Bria. gentlemen and ladies and gentle earthlings yes tonight is going to be a uh, a deep look at our som manual which is part of the uh, majestic documents and uh i wanted to uh update the uh last 24 hours we had a um, a release of a report uh came in on um iHeartRadio, or was it? Was oh, no, actually, this was in a UK um, publication, uh, oh. The Mirror. But it was interesting. We kind of knew about, you know, the UAP program, which we talked about. Oh, the Pentagon has. Uh, previously. Yeah. yeah, and which came out late last year, but I guess they just decided to do something on it. But it's interesting because there's a senator here that commented on You want me to read this? I, yeah. This is from The Mirror um, just yesterday, actually. New Pentagon office to investigate UFO sightings around the world launched. Now, mm-hmm. what got, caught my attention was the around the world part, mm-hmm. because we've talked about it before. Yeah, how we tend, we I think in, as an American, you tend to think, oh, it's just UFOs only land here, and we've had sightings, and but it's uh, yeah. Well, they're going to need international cooperation on some level. between the nations, Somebody, whoever's doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, let me let me check this. Let me read this for you. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Program, that's the UAP, right, was launched after a number of videos were released by the Pentagon of pilots spotted spotting unidentified aircraft. Now, of course, we you know what strikes me as funny about that is we knew that for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a few years out. The U.S. government has launched a new office to look into reports of UFOs from around the world. Again, catches my attention there. The move was signed into law just before the turn of the year and aims to establish if there is a potential security threat from what is seen in the skies. Experts will then work to establish if they came from a foreign uh, force or from a galaxy far, far away. Senator Kristen Gillibrand said... Senator Christian Gillibrand said, our national security efforts rely on aerial supremacy, and these phenomena present a challenge to our dominance. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Continuing Interesting. with the senator's quote, continuing, the United States needs a coordinated effort to take control and understand whether these aerial phenomena belong to a foreign government or something else altogether. I love that something else part. <laughs> they they like to tiptoe around saying ET by using the, the, the phrase something else. That something else is uh, a mounting body of evidence that has. Uh, well, I was thinking, I, you know, sometimes, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that, you're, you know, you're, you're something else, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> I'm something else. I'm just a load of information. I, 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 I wanted to do this to uh, this. Uh, episode today on the uh, 
the uh, the MJ12 uh, supplement SOM, which stands for Special Operations uh, Manual, and I wanted to do a uh, a little close look at the uh, some of the pages that are in here, well, which yeah. I find quite interesting. Even 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 though I may have read it in a previous episode, I I can't reiterate how important these uh, these statements are in these uh, pages because they uh, reveal such a uh, deep concern with keeping this from being uh, taken seriously. They don't want the public to know about it, so they keep putting out the same hogwash uh, day after day. And uh, as the uh, program to keep this quiet broadened <clears throat> because of an increase in sightings, the uh, press had to be uh, brought under control uh, uh, to keep the agenda in, in perspective of their, uh, their policy. And uh, this secrecy uh, has continued today. Uh, I'm going to have a, uh, my partner read a uh, particular paragraph that I, I find quite interesting in, in retrospect of the date that this uh, statement was made. Um, this document was uh, released in 54, okay, April 54. Now, this was two years after the flyover at Washington, D.C. So, there had been no Barney and Betty Hill st stories. There had been no Travis Walton stories. There was no Pascagoula stories. So this statement is quite interesting because it, it shows that at the time there were no abductions being recorded. So I'll, I'll let you. I'll let my partner read this particular paragraph. Uh, he, he has a nice way of phrasing things. Sometimes I uh, I bundle my uh, my wordings, but uh, let him let him speak. This current situation number five, right? Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, the third page of the document. So they gave, I guess they gave a little background and scope and everything. Then it gets to the current situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is considered as far as the current situation is concerned, that there are a few indications that these objects and their builders pose a direct threat to the security of the United States builders these objects and their builders pose a direct threat to the security of the united states just repeating there for emphasis despite the uncertainty as to their ultimate motives in coming here now that connects with what the senator just said mm -hmm. um certainly the technology possessed by these beings far surpasses anything known to modern science yet their presence here seems to be benign and they seem to be avoiding contact with our species, at least for the present. Several dead entities have been recovered along with a, along with a substantial amount of wreckage and devices from down, from down craft, all of which are under study at various locations, probably military locations. No attempt has been made by 
extraterrestrial entities either to contact authorities or to recover their dead counterparts of the downed craft, even though, so they're not, they're not trying, they didn't try to rescue each other. No Mm -hmm. one came to rescue. Even though one of the crashes was the result of direct military action. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Mama said, shoot you down. (laughs) Take those people out. The greatest threat at this time arises from the acquisition and study of such advanced technology by foreign powers, unfriendly to the United States. Now, foreign could be overseas or it could be over uh, interplanetary. Okay, back to the quote. (laughs) It is for this reason that the recovery and study of this type of material by the United States has been given such a high priority, which we know is two levels above top secret. Yeah, so that reference to to uh, to get the equipment in, in possession of the United States and not let it fall into the hands of our enemies is on the assumption that uh, there had been no crashes in other areas on the planet when there possibly were, because I believe... Um, there was a, um, a series of uh, crashes, and we've had uh, books written on these uh, alleged uh, crashes and, and acquisition of these craft uh, by our government under direct uh, control by certain teams that were put into uh, effect uh, in the National Security Act that was signed in 1947, right after the Roswell recovery. The connection between the um, the acquisition of the craft and the uh, immediate confusion as to what to do about it led to the formation of the Majestic 12 group. And uh, the follow-up leaked document known as the SOM 101, it's it's quite possibly more fantastic than the Eisenhower briefing document in in the huge amount of preparations for acquiring um, access to this uh, craft when it comes down and uh, the, they have certainly been uh, an, an attempt to uh, keep this from the public. So when it does reach the public's uh, attention and the press starts to get involved, there's a whole preparation to um, handle that. And it's, uh, it falls on uh, page uh, eight and uh, seven in the uh, SOM manual. It falls under chapter press blackout. And I would like to read that section, which uh, is, is kind of long, but maybe I'll have my uh, partner read a little bit of it too. Uh, it, what What's so deep about it is... Well, 1954, and we're talking press blackout. Yeah, I mean, you're talking so. about a control from the, the press... Uh, direction to keep this off newspapers 
And uh, I had heard years ago uh, that the uh, the British have a uh, a control system like that to control certain uh, things that they don't want to reach the press, and it falls under the title of OSA. It stands for the Official Secrets Act, and uh, it it covers editorial prints and control of agenda, and. Uh, I'm sure the United States uh, has a, a similar thing, and we see it today in our own uh, controlled system of censoring in the uh, in the Facebook and the. Uh, well, I mean, you, I mean, in concept, right? I mean, you'd have to think there's incidences where journalism could almost cross a national security line in certain instances, but I bet you that's used more often than it should be. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that's why I, I I feel that the the censorship the censorship for this this particular topic has been going on too long, and that the public uh, is well prepared to accept this information, and uh, the the longer that they postpone announcing this, uh, the worse it'll be for them because it makes them look like. Well, you lied to us so long. Why should we think that you're telling us the truth now? You know, when they when they do decide to tell us that they're uh, uh, visiting this planet, uh, the the problem seems to be is that uh, investigators don't have a a pure view as what the agenda could be for them arriving here. Are they here just to prevent us from? killing each other or are they here from uh to occupy our planet after we destroy ourselves or are they here because they want to eat us for food i mean there's an all there's so many questions that ha- that are just hanging in the air because the government doesn't slowly prepare the public uh b- besides just the uh the tv shows and the, uh, the movies that that talk about the subject there's not enough of an official disclosure. Uh, every time you hear about a, uh, a sighting, it's always pushed down and it turns into a, uh, a propaganda statement from the uh, who knows what department. Well, but, reporters can ask questions or they cannot ask questions. I'll leave it that. Yeah, well, they, they, their purpose is to inform and to keep the public informed of, of what's going on. I mean, uh, our, our government is supposed to protect us. So uh, is the is the secrecy that important that, that we can't even be told a little bit? Um, in, in this uh, section called the press blackout, um, it, it, it goes into great care that has to be taken for security. At any location where ET may be retrievable for t- for scientific study, and extreme measures must be taken to protect and preserve any material or craft from discovery, examination, or removal by civilian agencies or individuals of the general public. It is therefore recommended that a total bre- press blackout be initiated whenever possible. If this course of action should not prove feasible, the following cover stories are suggested for release to the press. 
the officer in charge will act quickly to select the cover story that best fits the situation. It should be remembered that selecting a cover story that official policy regarding OUFOBs is that they do not exist. And A, official denial. That's a paragraph uh, beneath this uh, press blackout uh, paragraph. It says, the most desirable response would be that nothing unusual has occurred by stating that the government has no knowledge of the event. Further investigation by the public press may be forestalled. And then you got to come to a uh, section B, which is to discredit the witness. If at all possible, witnesses will be held incommunicado, incommunicado until the extent of their knowledge and involvement can be determined. Witnesses will be discouraged from talking about what they have seen, and intimidation may be necessary to ensure their cooperation. <laughs> if witnesses have uh, already contacted the press, it will be necessary to discredit their stories. This can be done by the assertion that they have either misinterpreted natural events or are the victims of hysteria or hallucinations hmm. or are the perpetrators of hoaxes. I guess I'm a victim sometimes. Deceptive statements. <laughs> is It may become necessary to issue false statements to preserve the security of the site. Meteors, downed satellites, weather balloons, military aircraft are all acceptable alternatives. Acceptable. Access acceptable. Although in the case of the downed military aircraft statement, care should be ex exercised not to suggest that the aircraft might be experimental or secret, as this might arouse more curiosity of both the American and the foreign press. Statement issues concerning contamination of the area due to the toxic spills from trucks or railroad tankers can also serve to keep unauthorized or undesirable people away from the area. I guess sometimes I'm an undesirable as well. Now, if you recall I'm in an the undesirable victim, if you recall <laughs> in the movie Close Encounters, there was a scene where they issued a, uh, a restriction on the road, and they showed dead animals on the road, and they and they said there was you couldn't approach the uh, what was that Devil's Tower? Remember that scene in the in the film? <laughs> where Richard Dreyfuss uh, is trying to approach that area and there's, there's uh, statements that the area has been contaminated with a toxic spill and railroad tankers were used to keep. Mm -hmm. That was a very interesting scene because it was taken directly from, from a statement that's mentioned in the SOM as an alternative statement to be used to keep people away uh, from uh, peeking into areas where they don't want you to know. The area must be secured as rapidly as possible to keep unauthorized personnel from, infilt from infiltrating the site. The officer in charge will set up a perimeter 
and establish a command post inside the perimeter. Personnel allowed on the site will be kept to the absolute minimum necessary to prepare prepare the craft or debris for the transport and will consist of military security teams. Local authorities may be pressed into service as traffic and crowd control. Under no circumstances will local official or or law enforcement personnel be allowed inside the perimeter and all necessary precautions should be taken to ensure that they do not interfere with the operation. Very interesting, the detail and the, and the, uh, the significance of that is really impressive to me. Perimeter is, it is, snare drum, like. it is desirable that sufficient military personnel be utilized to set up a perimeter around the site large enough to keep both unauthorized personnel and their perimeter personnel from seeing the site. Once the site is contained, regular patrols will be set up along the perimeter to ensure complete security and electronic surveillance will be utilized to augment the patrols. Perimeter personnel will be equipped with hand communication, and automatic weapons with live ammunition. Personal wor- personnel working at the site will carry sidearms. No unauthorized personnel will be allowed into, secure, into the security area. Wow. The command post. Ideally, the command post should be as close to the site as is practical to efficiently coordinate operations. As well, soon as it's such a military operation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you I notice mean, how. But they're not going to uh, succumb. They're not going to. They're not there to back the police at that point. The military going to show up there like, oh, we got this, guys. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is for the big boys. You know, uh, it's amazing the the area sweep. This uh, paragraph here: the site and the surrounding area will be cleared of all unauthorized personnel. Witnesses will be de- debriefed and detained for further evalu- evaluation by MJ-12. Okay, Under n- so, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? That, what does that last part mean? <laughs> that they're going to be brought under... Uh, Some kind of evaluation by the MJ-12. Now... Mm. <sighs> Under no circumstances will witnesses be released from custody until their stories have been evaluated by MJ-12. And they have been thoroughly debriefed. A situation evaluation. Paragraph D. A preliminary evaluation of the situation will be complete, completed and a preliminary report prepared. The MJ-12 group will then be briefed on the situation at the earliest possible opportunity. The MJ-12 group will then make a determination as to whether or not a MJ-12 red team or OPAC-NAC team will be dispatched to the area. Yeah, I remember that. The OPAC-NAC team, that's a special team. Wow. Removal and transport. As soon as the communication is established, removal and transport of all material will commence under order of MJ-12. 
wow, they're completely in control of this whole operation. <laughs> Documentation. If the situation permits, care should be taken to document the area with photographs before anything is removed. The area will be checked for radiation and other toxic agents. If the area cannot be kept secure for an extended period of time, all material must be packed and transported as quickly as possible to the nearest secure military facility. This will be accomplished by covert, <laughs> by a, by covert transport using little traveled roads whenever possible. <laughs> hmm. Complete or functional craft, paragraph B, are to be approached with extreme caution if they appear functional, as serious injury may result from exposure to radiation or electrical discharge. <laughs> if, the craft, if the craft is functioning but appears to be abandoned, it may be approached only by specially trained MJ-12 oh, no, red team. No, no joyriding. Wow. Special red team personnel wearing protective clothing. Mm. Any craft that appears to be functioning should also be left to MJ-12 red team disposal. Complete craft and parts of the craft too large to be transported quickly if they, wow, they will have to be dis disassembled. Mm. If this can be accomplished easily and quickly, they if they must be transported whole, or on an open flatbed trailer. They will be covered in such a manner as to camouflage their shape. Hmm. Hmm. Ex ex paragraph C, extraterrestrial biological entities. EBEs must be removed to its top secret facility as quickly as possible. Great care should be taken to prevent possible contamination by alien biological entities. Dead EBEs should be packed in ice at the earliest opportunity to preserve tissue. Should live EBEs be encountered, they should be taken into custody and removed to a top secret facility by ambulance. Every effort should be taken to ensure the EBEs survival personal Environment with EBEs alive or dead must be kept to an absolute minimum. See Chapter 5 for more detailed instruction on de dealing with EBEs. Wow. You know, I remember um, I remember reading the Part 2 where, not Part 2, the part as well, that um, where they were talking about recovering objects, uh, you know, from crashes, in you know domestically and uh, outside of our borders and and i was reminded of and it's in that sm som document somewhere mm -hmm. i think it's towards the end if i remember right well here there's one is a statement here oh. the possibility exists that extraterrestrial craft may land or crash That's in it. heavily populated areas where security cannot be maintained efficiently large segments of the population and the public press and the public press may witness these craft contingency plan mj 1949 
04P78 top secret eyes only should be held in content and held in readiness should the need to make a public disclosure become necessary. Notice how that, that has changed from the uh, Eisenhower briefing statement where the contingency part was not so uh, mm-hmm. uh, that it would be held if, if large segments of the population and the public press may witness these craft. Right. If necessary, if they had to. Yeah. It would, it was done the in, need to know would be blown mm-hmm. then. See, there's, right now, there's no need to know to, to disclose this information. Well, there's still too many psychedelic drugs on Earth, so it can always be blamed on that, you know, or people uh, breathing too much swamp gas. I, I grew up in Louisiana after all. Well, uh, you know, I, I try to look at the secrecy that, that they're trying to keep today on on, on where this uh, virus originated. And uh, the secrecy is, is getting a little confusing because one week it's... it's uh, it's suspected that it did come from Wuhan, and then the next week it's, uh, oh, no, it came from the United States. Uh, do not stop uh, accusing us Chinese officials of perpetrating this, this virus. It affects us, too. You know, uh-huh. uh, I, I can't believe that the, the statements are so mangled in confusion, you know, and there's no, there's no trust in well, these statements. You know, from Fauci to uh, to the CDC, the the information is totally incorrect, and it doesn't follow a, a truthful pattern. There's a lot of mistakes. Uh, well, there there's there was there was talking points ha- that it was given from I think the NIH or the CDC to down to doctors on what they how they're you know what they were supposed to basically say and not say. In, in press-related uh, situations. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing, but to think in 1954 that is laid out in, in a manual. But, I mean, you know, let's face it, uh, we're probably not ready for, for the real shit. <laughs> it, it, it seems like, uh, you know, be, be, between having to know the information and then how to, how to deal with knowing that information, I mean, it's uh, it's like uh, once you realize that there's no Santa Claus, uh, you know, you, you, the the whole image is blown, you know, and and just you have to go along with the spirit of Saint Nicholas, you know, and the and the and the good things that that it offers. But you know, as you grow older, that there's no Saint Santa Claus. But that reality is is very strong when you're young because you're you're made to believe. That there is a Santa Claus, and for a child to uh, to come to that realization as he gets older, yeah, it's sort of like a letdown. But you know, you know the good things that come about for uh, believing in a, in a good spirit man that that tries to do things for for, for the children. But uh, in regard to the uh, acceptance of this particular subject, the the political climate was so uh, up in the air at that time. And uh, the first few years after the Roswell uh, crash and recovery, the government was up in the air. And that's why they needed to have a a control group to uh, deal with this and uh, funnel information directly to this group 
and they would assess what to do with that information. And um, when you when you read the the, the text of the uh, Eisenhower briefing document and the SOM, it it, it really uh, re, it reiterates the importance of um, keeping a, a subject like this quiet, because there's no uh, announcement from this uh, visit. They didn't send any uh, texting to us. <laughs> so um, the, the statement on page 13 of the SOM is quite interesting. I underlined it uh, for consideration. Um, it says, any encounter with entities known to be of extraterrestrial origin is to be considered to be a matter of national security and therefore classified top secret. Under no circumstance is the general public or the public press to learn of the existence of these entities. The official government policy is that such creatures do not exist and that no agency of the federal government is now engaged in any study of extraterrestrials or their artifacts. Any deviation from this stated policy is absolutely forbidden. Quite a, uh, quite strong a strong, words, huh? strong words. Forbidden. It is forbidden. Yeah, well, the government was quite, <laughs> quite in control of things back in those days because of our success. So let it be in, written, so let it be done. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we, we felt that, uh, you know, we would be trusting all these statements that would uh, come out of the, as a government after the war was won and that these statements would be truthful. But in retrospect, uh, in studying this subject over the last uh, 50 years with myself and thousands of other investigators, the evidence points to a very slick, complicated cover-up to uh, find out everything they could about this uh, craft. Well, when you say, you know, such creatures do not exist... A direct lie. <laughs> well, and not just that, but it's like when you're ruling out the existence of anything could ever be. You know, yeah, like is, just wipe you know, it out of your mind. You know, there's yeah. no possibility that that could ever Like be. if you don't listen to our podcast, right. you, you don't know shit about You're not UFOs, following right? the science, you know. <laughs> the, 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 the agenda to control this, this uh, policy, it was so strong that like uh, when you when you read it over and over again extraterrestrials and all of their artifacts any deviation from this stated policy is forbidden absolutely forbidden that i mean it's like saying you know once we say this that's it so let it be written so let it be done we shall not enter the enchanted forest and now here we are in the year 2022, and we have pilots making sightings off the coast of California who have made statements that really intrigued me when I first heard them because I said to myself, wow, since when do pilots start talking about this subject? And it's either that was an accidental release of that information or it was on purpose. 
to test the public's reaction to these sightings that are getting closer to the uh, populated areas and staying there over and over and over again and being seen repetitiously. Um, you know, when you when you look back, the, when you turn the clock back and you and you see how the uh, progress of this visitation has uh, moved along, uh, the interest has moved from just observing us from a height and then to lower, you know, uh, uh, footage uh, of coming into uh, being visible by the by the population on the, on the planet. I mean, uh, and then the next stage would be to land and then, uh, you know, check things out. And uh, this is, you know, a, a, a standard policy for uh, any, any uh, visiting E.T., whether it, we, it be us. Well, we certainly don't have any <laughs> modern-day stories of them being shot down, <laughs> you know, which is what that suggested. Well, that's never going to be released, you know, and, and if it does, it'll it'll come out as a an accidental, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> plane that that fell out of the sky. You know, they're never going to say, "Oh, yeah, we yeah, shot down a." Uh, I think that was our lucky shot, man. But the you know, uh, what the, the they they probably they can come and go and not be detected. I mean, they're doing it right. Come on, the evidence was was not mounting in the early forties. Uh, it was just you know, sightings. So they kept track of the sightings. And as the sightings increased, uh, the concern uh, was great. And when Kenneth Arnold made his famous sighting in 1947, uh, June, uh, two weeks before the Roswell uh, crash, uh, his particular sighting is is responsible for giving the, the name flying saucer to the, to the subjects uh, at hand, instead of being called in uh, a UAP as it, as it is being called today at that time, flying saucer hit the spot. And well, when I was in fourth grade, I think that was the haircut mom gave us was the flying saucer. <laughs> Something like that. It was a, a little, it was kind of a spinoff of the round the bowl cut. Oh, buzz you know? cut. Well, it didn't quite. If it went poorly, it could end up that way. Yeah. But the, uh, like I say, the uh, the subject has uh, grown in in significant uh, ways. Uh, more people have uh, become involved in studying the subject to see if there's any truth to it. And uh, years went by, and uh, I collected a lot of information that. Uh, suggested and pointed to a, uh, a cover-up. And uh, I kept on wondering why uh, so many people are seeing these things and so many people are uh, denying it. And then um, in the 80s, um, I read a book by Timothy Good called Above Top Secret, and that was when I first came across the uh, Eisenhower briefing document, which was leaked, just as just as these uh, leaked documents uh, became famous uh, with the WikiLeaks. Uh, you gotta love leaks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is why how <laughs> we find like out. Truth, you know, <laughs> we find out the truth through uh, leaks, and uh, 
And then the word controversy and conspiracy is thrown at that that leak and makes that leak stop because it acts as a, uh, a sticky label. And conspiracy is a very hard thing to throw off once it's been put onto a, uh, a topic. And the use of the word has been put on a lot of different topics that separate from just the uh, UFO subject, but uh, you can make a list of how many things have been labeled conspiracy and far out and fantastic. Yeah, like uh, Gen, Gen 6 in the live room says that uh, about, we were he's kind of having a little discussion here going on and, and we we have a live chat in uh the podbean app that we do at 6 30 mm-hmm. and then we upload uh, by 8 p.m on most, most platforms so if you ever you ever want to get if you if we got any writers out there there's some very interesting uh um subject matter going on in our chat room sometimes so come on into the podbean but anyway gen six said um uh, 75% of the time it's, it's mistaken identity. Like you we're talking about UFO sightings here. Mm-hmm. Um, 20% of the time it's our own secret stuff. And 5% of the time it's actually them. Mm-hmm. Sounds reasonable. Oh, Sounds sure. Reasonable. You know, sure. when you think about all the aspects of this topic kind of works like that, right? Our, <laughs> our aircraft technology has greatly uh, advanced since the forties. Uh, uh and uh, if, if you've done any uh, uh, reading on, on the advancements of uh, our uh, advanced uh, spacecraft and uh, things that we've accomplished over the last uh, hundred years, it's amazing. I mean, the uh, SR seventy one and the uh, the jets that have been uh, come out, amazing, amazing technology, self technology, which makes them. Uh, partially invisible to radar. This is a quite interesting technology. And where did it all, you know, derive from? Uh, We have a place in Nevada called Area 51, which does a lot of testing on advanced aircraft and uh, back engineering of um, alleged craft from another planet. And the... uh, the security at that particular place is uh, really amazing. If you uh, have heard of any of the uh, arrangements to go there and uh, conquer the uh, the fence, <laughs> you're looking for trouble. So uh, it's advised to stay away. But uh, next, this is next one of to the, the Bermuda Triangle. It's one of those. Yeah, well, they don't care about that place because you, you, they figure you go Rob swimming in that place. Thursday, when he took his backpack and he added, he was about two miles hike from there. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle is another area which. Uh, <coughs> well, it's in the, it is in the shape of a triangle after all. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an area, it's just a suggested area, but it's not a particular triangular area yeah. like. Uh, not exactly. No. It's a little, a little curvature. Uh, but it does have a lot of <laughs> mysterious things. It's more like happens. a trapezoid. But uh, back, to the, uh, back to the SOM document, um, I highly recommend any of our listeners to get a hold of it 
It's available on uh, online. I'll have to link it on, on the site. I'll, I'll work on that tonight. Yeah, there's a, there's a website that has this uh, uh, accumulation of these documents that have, uh, over the years, become public knowledge. Oh, the Black Vault? Oh, the is Black Vault, yeah. yes. And this, this website is really great. It uh, has a lot of uh, categories that it, it looks into, but uh, it does have uh, the uh, SOM documents there for all of you to uh, take a close look at. And I highly re- recommend it. I also, as I did in last uh, few episodes, I recommended the reading of the book, The Presidents and UFOs by Larry Holcomb. It uh, goes back from FDR to Obama. And every administration had these uh, cases to deal with and how they handled them during their administration is mentioned in this book. So uh, it's all part of the education that a, a person needs to have into understanding how this subject rose to the level of uh, top secrecy. And when I say top secret, it's not just a little top secret. This is up there with the Manhattan Project and uh, from statements that have come across me and other investigators and have been paraphrased in books, which state that it's the most important subject in the United States today. I mean, uh, when you when you look over there at that little creature that sits at my desk <laughs> and watches me, alien buddy. my alien buddy, I mean, it, it, what else could be more uh, frightening to the American public that that are that are cosmos is loaded with life i mean people have been burned at the stakes at uh, for revealing that uh, you know earth is not the center of the universe you know mm. and uh, people that have come up with uh, explanations uh, as to how large the universe really is um have come out with uh you know, suggestions uh, to build a telescope so we can look and see how far the universe is. And we just sent out a new telescope called the Webb Telescope, and that launched in uh, December on uh, Christmas Eve, I believe. And uh, this telescope is going to tell uh, astronomers a lot of things that we didn't know before. And that information will start to arrive in a few months when this uh, telescope gets to its uh, designated location. But uh, I'm 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 excited about uh, new findings. It, well, the new they, iPhone is supposed to outdo it, I think. But that's it's the one that's coming next. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody's got to have to make some money on that one. Seventeen cameras on it. So. <laughs> but the. Uh, but the Webb Telescope, whatever it does reveal, uh, if it's uh, considered a, a, a national security issue, I'm sure they're going to hold that back too. <laughs> because uh, even though they say it can see uh, 100 times further than, uh, than the other telescopes that we've used in the past, I still feel that uh, you know national security and uh, holding back information. With all, uh, with all the technology we have, and ability to see look what we can do with our global positioning map quest stuff right now walking around 
we can track ourselves from satellites. You think we can't look out in the galaxy like that? You think that those three clips are the only thing our government has ever seen in all this time that we've been a-looking? That's it? Yeah, we've been looking and looking and looking. Or we're not sure of anything else. But We're not sure about the moon either. We're not sure why it echoed. We're not sure why it rotates the way it does and how it got where it is. Actually, sure. it, actually, it doesn't rotate. Well, it does only only one time as it completely as it only one time as it completely circles Earth. So we never see it has to rotate to keep us from seeing the other side. See? Yeah, in other words, <laughs> the, the rotation is, is if, it, if is you a, stuck a pin in it and stuck it to the Earth, it doesn't move. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's, like it's, a, it's a stationary rotation. Well, there's a little wobble there. What I call a stationary rotation, <laughs> uh, which it means it rotates in in uh, reflection to the. Uh, That's the name of my new, new yoga class <laughs> for all of us interplanetary believers. <laughs> I uh, I hope that the uh, the public that that listens to this podcast has a uh, a concern. As to why the uh, the U.S. authorities continue to uh, hold this information uh, from us, uh, it's always uh, interesting how they could say, uh, "Oh well, it's Safety. just not the right time." <laughs> yeah. You know, it's maybe uh, in six months from now. You know, and they just keep pushing this forward and pushing it forward because um, you know th- there's been discussion as to the preparations for uh, disclosure have been significant over the last uh, 30 years with movies such as Close Encounters and uh, Independence Day and other other science fiction films that, that reveal that... Uh, the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that there's, there's things out there that, uh, you know, we are aware of, but we're not totally sure. And uh, we would love to get some more confirmation by U.S. US authorities. Uh, that, that's why the lies that have been continually uh, given to uh, not just the public in the, in the United States, but uh, into a lot of countries that uh, want to know, you know, are we being visited or are we not? And some countries are more involved in uh, revealing the subject. Uh, in South America, there's much more uh, openness about the subject. Um the United States seems to have the, the least uh, amount of openness. And uh, it, it could be because they wanted to get a jump on this uh, technology. And when you hear people that are involved in space research today, like Elon Musk and uh, Robert Bigelow, uh, they, they have made statements uh, from people who have worked with these aerospace industries uh, Skunk Works is another famous uh, uh, company that, that does work on aircraft and uh, high-level uh, secret uh, projects. They've made statements from uh, year to year which have indicated that we have technology that could bring us to the stars. And uh, that's, that's quite a, a strong statement. Well, hop along for a ride. What is it? A uh, hundred thousand? How, how much is it on the Elon thing? Two hundred grand? Yeah, it's only two hundred grand plus tax. You know, 
Yeah, you can't get away from no, that. Man, no, 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 no. No tax. Come on. No tax. Tax-free? No yeah. tax. Oh, it's uh, deductible. I'm yeah. going to shop around then. I'll continue to shop around. One day we'll be able to travel to the uh, to the stars just the way uh, Elon Musk and all these wealthy people can do right now, and they're spending all this money to do it. One one day we'll be doing it when, at a moderate price. Yeah, and until then, maybe we should check out this star a little more. Maybe we were a previous star that collided with another star. Maybe that's how the Earth was formed. Well, you never know. The big star that hit the the Yucatan Peninsula that uh, caused the the wipeout of the uh, dinosaurs was uh, quite a quite a big bang. Put it to you this way: somebody somebody knows more about it than we do, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the uh, yeah, when you look at the evidence, it's overwhelmingly it's overwhelmingly clear that uh, we are being extraterrestrial race and until uh till they land in the front of the white house i think uh people are just gonna be uh, suspicious and questioning it and we'll see you next week yeah folks we appreciate you visiting us too and you can also visit ufostopsecret.com send just an email a message a question we always uh, we, we got a last minute question here what are your thoughts Bob, uh, of the Earth being the center point of the entire universe? Nope. <laughs> nope, unfortunately not. Seems we little, have, yeah, yeah, it seems a little narcissistic. Yeah, we, I wish we were, uh, but uh, evidence is uh, coming out all the time that uh, our, our, gal- our universe is so big. That it's kind of kind of complicated to uh, to even contemplate. The chances of that minuscule. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you agree. So I'm going to give a shout out, by the way, to uh, those in our live room today: Jen Six, also Shannon Lynn Jordan for coming through again. Starseed Radio, check them out. Raw Paradox, and the usual crew. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week, same time, Tuesday, 6.30, 8 p.m. on all platforms.